Sorry, there's music playing in here that you guys can hear. I can hear Hello, welcome to Hello and welcome to Color Commentary. This is Unji, and I'm here with your favorite co-host of mine, Wan Hee Lee. <laughs> oh, this is not funny because our guests are not listening to the sound effects that are happening right now. Um, but we are excited because it has been a while since we have had guests on the podcast. And not only do we have regular guests, but we have a near celebrity in our mix. Oh, Um, Okay, so as you guys know, we are doing an Enneagram series and we wanted to start exploring different um, dynamics that we wanted to understand within the Enneagram. And so we have invited Andrew Cha and Sarah Cha onto the pod. Welcome, guys. Hello. Hello. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> um, welcome. You're welcome. Yay. <laughs> welcome to the show. Yeah. <laughs> so, Wani, do you want to introduce them? Yeah, sure. Um, so, uh, Andrew and Sarah are our friends from our church, and uh, they're both famous for different reasons. Um, mm. Andrew is uh, an Enneagram master, self-proclaimed Enneagram mm. master. This Not is self-proclaimed. Oh, okay. No, not self-proclaimed. Sorry. Many proclaimed him. Yeah. Right. Others, pro- others proclaimed. Yeah. Nominated including the Tian. Shout out. <laughs> Universally proclaimed. Yeah. Uh, master at Enneagram. Um, listens to all the books. Listens to all the podcasts. Uh, he's an engineer. Originally hails from Berkeley, California. California. All right. Ooh, Cal fans in the house. <laughs> and uh, next to Andrew, we have Sarah, a.k.a. Sriracha, aka <laughs> <laughs> okay, oh. Simply Yenny, uh, Instagram what? famous uh, jewelry creator, and uh, they are the powerful dynamic duo, shepherds of Kenya House Church. What up? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and uh, we invited them just to come and share uh, about their lives, about their marriage, about um, all the ways that the Enneagram has kind of informed the ways that they see the world uh, and things like that. So, super excited to have you guys on the show thank you thank you um what made you guys say yes (laughs) to us (laughs) um only because it's like very random since i had not yet met them formally at the church but i had heard that um from someone that had also proclaimed andrew as a enneagram master um that he was a enneagram type that matched my husband's i was like oh my gosh to know someone that knows themselves with the type that my husband has but doesn't know himself would be amazing for me, you know? And so I was really excited about it. And then I'm um, just hearing more of how you guys uh, thrive individually, but also together. I was like, they definitely have to be our guests. But it was probably a little weird for someone new to just say, hey, can you guys, you know, come on the pod? Well, so for me, like, it was definitely heard that I was in like high demand to be talked to <laughs> about the Enneagram. I think, I think it was Iris. Um, uh, but... I was expecting more of just like conversation, like, oh, Mm. I'd love to talk to anyone about the Enneagram. Mm. So the podcast portion, Mm. I didn't like quite say yes to at first. Not that I said no, but when I found out about it, it was through Sarah. And Sarah is the one that said yes. And I was like, oh, I guess we're doing this. (laughs) And Mm. that'll that'll come in when, when when you get our Enneagram numbers, then that makes more sense. I said yes because I was very confident that Andrew would be able to speak on the topic mm. as well as he does. Mm-hmm. But you're also an expert, you know? I'm not an expert. <laughs> he's he's my consultant. Anything I post about Enneagram or anything I say about Enneagram is all filtered through my husband. I think that's really cool that you uh, had mentioned with Simply Yenny, your um, earring <laughs> uh, business. <laughs> Well, it spoke out to me actually when I, cause I, and I thought it'd be weird to follow someone I had not yet met, but I was like, oh my gosh, this, this person does an Enneagram series on her earrings so that each of her um, handcrafted jewelry that she really puts a lot of attention, intention to also has sort of a characteristic or a personality based on the Enneagram as well. And so I thought that was really um, something that spoke out to me, which is why I felt like you too were an expert, but to know you guys had that kind mm-hmm. of partnership was, mm-hmm. is also really cool mm-hmm. to think about. 
So I guess before we jump into you guys together, I would love to know how each of you guys got into the Enneagram separately and how did, what did that journey look like in understanding yourself with your Enneagram type? Um, so actually we were, we were introduced to it together. So, um, it wasn't like separate at first. Uh, so like we actually had like a meal with one of our mentor couples, um, and they introduced the Enneagram to us as like one of the conversation topics. They pretty much brought up this book and they're like, oh yeah, like personalities and getting to know yourself and things like that. I guess it's, it was a weird thing that I actually, I bought the book and I read it. Mm. And like when I met them later, I remember she said like, wait, you actually bought it? <laughs> like, Cause like, no, I guess it's not that common where like you'll like recommend things, but like if they follow through and buy it and read through it, then it's like more rare. But mm. that was about the extent of it. And it wasn't until like a year later or more, maybe one to two years where our church did an Enneagram series mm-hmm. for um, early morning prayer. Mm-hmm. And so that's when it got a little more popular. And that's when I had like my second dive into it and got a lot more deeper into it. And I think that's around the time Sarah also started getting into it more. So I think I started getting into it a little before that because you would push it on me a lot. <laughs> yeah, because I remember by then, like I knew my number already and finding out my number was a journey in itself uh-huh, uh-huh. and a lot of um, self-reflecting and um, denial went into Ooh. that entire process too. We like forgot a lot about that process, but Sarah like thought she knew her number multiple times mm. before she actually landed on her number. Mm-hmm. So I think it took like six months. Yeah. It was oh, a long wow. journey for Sarah. Yeah. For me, I like knew almost instantly. I feel like I didn't take any initiative to learn about the Enneagram at all. It was all just through Andrew, like sharing like, oh, read this, read that. Like you have to read this, this, this is you, or like you might be this. And so, um, I remember around the time it was when Enneagram was just becoming more of a hot topic within our church community. And so I didn't read the book. Um, I would follow some people on Instagram here and there, but even then, like Enneagram podcasts and YouTubers were not as popular. Um, but that's around the time when our church did that early morning prayer is when things started getting like, it was like popping at the time. Mm-hmm. And so um, I just started seeing it more. Um, and then with Andrew being in my ear all the time about <laughs> it too. Like, yeah, that's how I got into it. So what did you first think you were? I think I thought I was a six. Okay. Mm-hmm. Right? It's, that was yeah, a big yeah, one. Yeah. I thought I was a counter, counter type. Six. Ooh, are yeah. you guys going to teach us about all the different types? Oh, you, that- you can. <laughs> we can. We can, we touch, can on di- yeah, yeah. touch Yeah, touch on it. Yeah. <laughs> Don't want to confuse everyone out there because that's like yeah. a whole other world. But. Yeah, I think I recently learned, I know Enneagram's like nine numbers, mm-hmm. but if you delve into it a little more with subtypes, it's technically mm-hmm. like 27 different Ooh. kinds of personalities. Mm-hmm. So yes, I don't even know what subtype the counter type six is, but that's what I thought I was. Mm, okay. Mm-hmm. And then... You, you were open to that one and then no. you later, oh, so you no. were, <laughs> <laughs> I, I was in a lot of denial about being a six because I heard that sixes were the most common number and I was like, I don't want to be the most common <laughs> number. That's boring. But, um, yeah, I, I would, I think I read upon six a lot, like the counter type six. Mm-hmm. And then I think the more I read about it, I think I started to like, change my thoughts about like trying to form into that number instead of like letting myself define or define myself through it and so as we were reading more and then he was like maybe you should maybe you should read upon the different types of within the triad or something and that's when Mm -hmm. I was like oh okay (laughs) yeah and then you got to your type yeah I don't know if we're supposed to reveal it now okay yeah I'm a I'm a three wing four Oh my god! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I had no idea. <laughs> so how did you get there? And then like, what was your reaction or journey to accepting that? Um, I think I was in even more denial when I came upon three more oh. than I was the six because I think the people-pleasing aspect or like doing things to like look good to people was very hard for me to swallow. Mm. But then I guess as... Andrew and I would just be in times of reflection with each other and like I would have moments with God like 
I realized like that's how I've been entirely living my life Mm. up until I guess like recently even though like I think parts of me still of course like that threeness I don't think will ever go away but um yeah I was like I don't I don't care what people think like I I live whatever like I do whatever I want to do not to like please people but then like reflecting back on like my high school years and my college years I was like yeah that's exactly how I lived every single thing I did I think the motive was what would other people think of me if I do this mm. I think part of the confusion was like so she 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 landed on six for a while and she mm-hmm. touched on like seven and mm-hmm. eight and three like going back and forth one of the characteristics of the three is like they are very good at like becoming other types of personalities when they need to be like if right. they sensed like oh something is like desirable or like this is what it should be like then like they'll convince themselves like their threes i think are like one of the best at convincing themselves of something mm. even if it's not like the true nature um mm. it's just like a temporary state so um i think we could anyone could tell uh sarah was more outgoing of a personality type which like um led to like the more assertive types um mm. but like as we <laughs> as we narrowed it down i think three three really spoke out because one one thing that people say a lot is that like when you read about your own type it kind of offends you the most Mm -hmm. and you kind of like deny it because you'll think that's not me Mm -hmm. but you have more of a like visceral reaction to it because it like touches on something that like deep down you know you don't like maybe because Mm -hmm. you do see it in yourself so Mm -hmm. yeah for sure and i i see how like parts of my childhood like Mm -hmm grew me into like the person that I am now and I'm like okay I can see why I would like feel the need to have to constantly be achieving something so like Mm -hmm. even during COVID when I started Simply Any Mm -hmm. Andrew was like what kind of person would (laughs) start a business like in the middle of the world like catching on fire and like I was just going through a lot with my family too but Mm -hmm. like that was my coping mechanism to Mm -hmm. like I have to keep myself busy and like be doing something and so even in that I saw I saw a lot of like threeness come out Mm -hmm. so what are the I guess like strengths you've realized with being a three I know at first it was this initial no because Mm -hmm. you know you don't want to identify with some things that are really deeply rooted within you but I feel like threes are also some of the most like effective successful people in like Mm -hmm. so many ways and I'm just curious like how did when did that part start being what you really owned into and like felt like yeah you know I don't know if I'm fully there yet Mm. actually I think I'm still in the process of it oh man that's a really hard question um if I can jump in I think (laughs) I think think Sarah just can't toot her own she she has a very like a mental block when Uh she has to like talk herself up so um but like she she just said like when she was stressed and like like going through a lot of stuff, her coping mechanism was literally to start a business. Mm-hmm. Like who what? who does that, right? Like I'm just gonna make a new income and like put all this energy and create things that are like beautiful and like part of like my vision and all these things. And mm-hmm. like she just naturally has like the urge to like do things and be productive and be effective and it like seeps into everything. And right. so that's that's one obvious thing. That yeah, because even in that, there's people who will start things, right? And just do. But then someone stopped you on the streets this week, right? <laughs> like, <laughs> um, because your following on Instagram is pretty huge. And I think that's a testament to what people are attracted to in your character and the ways that you're using such a platform for like, I know you like raise money or like partner to like raise money for other organizations you believe in. And I think that's something that's really special. And I think, you know, that's really helpful to understand um, like the heart of a three versus what we see from a three, because I bet a lot of people, oh my gosh, it's like amazing. And while it still is like, it's okay for you to not fully feel there in certain ways. And so that's really cool to hear that difference. And also like how it's still such an effective and powerful gift. So thank you. Cool. Yeah. I love that Andrew jumped in and kind of <laughs> you know, tag team for I, you. When I really seemed, appreciate yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> um, do you, do you remember a memory when you were a child? I know you had shared, like you can see the, how that formed. Do you have a specific memory? We're like, Oh, that's clearly like, yep, yeah, I'm a three, three um, wing four, maybe, but three. <laughs> There's part of the Enneagram book where it's like, threes were probably the ones who like, 
finished their tests and slammed their pencil on the desk. I was like, <laughs> I'm done. That was me. That was totally <laughs> me. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to think of the kid who did that back in <laughs> elementary. <laughs> but yeah, that, that was me. And I like always like try to strive for like being the top mm. student of the class mm. and like get the certificates and stuff like that. Mm. And I think it came from, so my brother was really smart, like really, okay. really smart. And my parents would kind of compare me to him a lot. Mm. And so I think I was trying to like measure up to the pedestal I saw him on. And mm. so I think that's kind of where it came from. Mm. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. Did you know that? Mm-hmm. Oh. <laughs> Great. The communication here is a check. Um, Andrew, what about you? We're going to shift over to you. Um, what was your journey like? You can reveal your number whenever you want. Um, okay. Yeah. So I'm pretty like vague on my memories, like how I started. But like I mentioned earlier, I read the book mm-hmm. um, and then like I kind of got into it, but I didn't get super into it for a while. But then the second time it came around. Um, I got more into it and that's when I started listening to like all the podcasts Mm. and everything Mm -hmm. and I suspected already after the first time like oh I'm pretty sure I'm a nine and so I am a nine spoiler uh, oh my god (laughs) (laughs) but like ever since the beginning it's like you can read it and then yeah like a nine is kind of distinct where it's like you'll read it and you'll be like yeah that kind of makes sense because one of the characteristics of a nine is um, they kind of see a lot of other people's perspectives. And so they see themselves in a lot of other types of personalities as well. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. like every number I read, I'd be like, oh, I can relate with that. I can relate with that. Oh. I can relate with that. And I related <laughs> with every number, which like would make you think it's harder to figure out what you were. But one of the traits of the nine is like you will relate to every number. Mm-hmm. Um, I think how the book described it was like, the nines are at the top of the Enneagram circle and that's because they can like see how everyone else kind of sees the world. Um, so yeah, I was like pretty confident I was a nine, but even to this day, like every once in a while, I'm like, maybe I'm this number, maybe I'm that number because I relate so much to like another type mm. of number, but it's just phases that I like go in and out from. So do you do that too? Wani? I relate to that a lot. Cause I think one of the feelings I, remember having is like yeah so i was reading the book and i was like oh yeah this makes sense i kind of know that feeling too and then i was like but i feel like i can relate to all these but i don't necessarily like belong to any of these you know Hmm. and then i think when i got Mm -hmm. to the nine i was like oh it makes sense that i feel like i don't necessarily i can understand but not necessarily belong Mm -hmm, in the other mm -hmm, numbers mm -hmm. but the nine was where i felt like okay this is like where i belong because that's like a core feeling of a nine yeah 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 Mm -hmm, mm mm-hmm so then when you realized you were nine, how did, how was that feeling or acceptance of? Um, it was not very eventful, actually. It was just kind of like, yeah, it makes <laughs> sense. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I agree. Yeah, I, I it's, that too. I it's kind that too. of, yeah, it's just like, yeah. Um, one, I guess, funny thing related is mm-hmm. when we did have the church um, series on it, mm-hmm. people were obviously interested in like what other numbers were and like guessing and things like that, too. Mm-hmm. And um many people were surprised that I was a nine. They're like, no way you're a nine. Mm. Like, there's no way you're a nine. Like, you're not nice enough to be a nine. (laughs) (laughs) I was about to ask why. Because actually I have, um, this will come back later, but I have a strong eight wing. So I'm a nine Mm -hmm. wing eight. Mm -hmm. And so every once in a while, like through my behaviors, it might seem like I have eight tendencies, Mm -hmm. whereas a nine might be quieter or more reserved, but like an eight, um, like in terms of stereotypes, an right. eight will be more like out there and like uh-huh. willing to like say things or do things mm-hmm. that nines might never mm-hmm. ever be seen doing. Um, so a lot of people actually thought I was an eight, but I, I just tell them, no, I'm like a nine with a strong eight wing. How strong? Oh, it's yeah. Very <laughs> it's a very, very it's strong. a very strong eight wing. Yeah. So how does that work for you when you're like a walking controversy? <laughs> yeah, not very well. <laughs> So nine wing eight and actually three wing four, uh-huh. which Sarah is, it's are also kind of <laughs> yeah, very, um, yeah. Those are like the two controversial, mm-hmm. like contradicting. Uh, yeah, contradicting types. Um, like it's it's a lot of internal conflict because mm. the two are kind of polar opposites in a lot of ways, and mm-hmm. so yeah, it's just a lot of turmoil and just 
stress. <laughs> I guess <laughs> you just live with stress all the time. I see. <laughs> When was your? I guess one of your early childhood memories of you <clears throat> being like, oh yeah, I saw that then. Oh, um, I don't know. They're they're very like bad memories. Not、oh. not bad in that sense, but like it's like it's the sense that. I was always like very, very nice and kind, kind of like a pushover in a sense. But、mm. I was also very, very stubborn, and so、mm. like, whenever there were those moments every few years or so throughout、mm. my childhood,、um, where like it was too much, I would just like kind of explode, and、mm. so like I would be like very angry and things like that. And you can obviously tell that it was like so different, like polar opposite from like how normally reserved and quiet you are versus like. How like angry and explosive you are, and I、mm. think, I think a lot of nines go through that, especially because we repress things a lot. Yeah. But, um, I think it became more and more common as I graduated high school into college. When I was,、mm. um, becoming like more of an adult, I I remember specifically telling myself throughout college, like you need to be mean, like you need to be meaner and like less nice, and like、oh. obviously that doesn't sound good, but it was like. In the context of like standing up for yourself、yeah. in terms of like your time or like、yeah. your priorities, and not just being walked all over all the time. Yeah. Because、um, one thing we tend to do as nines is like、um, deprioritize our own wants and needs, and just go along with what other people want and need. Yeah. And so, if you keep doing that over and over, it it's not it's not healthy. And、right. so, I like consciously told myself like be meaner, be more selfish, like just be more <laughs> selfish, and like. I gr- I gradually worked into it, so that's some good reflection you just did. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I yeah. see.、Mm. How do you know? Because nine wing eight is hard, right? Because、mm. so how do you know which one's like your actual、mm-hmm. number versus、mm. like your wing? Okay, so <laughs> <laughs> he just put、He's、on his like、yeah. professor hat right here. So I do hear from like other actual enneagram masters, which I am not an actual fellow master. fellow just, masters. That's、uh-huh. just a. An exaggeration, but <laughs>、um, so wings aren't like as important、mm. as your core number. So your core number is the most important thing, and then subtypes is kind of just getting more in depth with your core number in different ways. But wings is kind of separate because wings are more like your tools that you use to get through life or、mm-hmm. like solve problems or、mm-hmm. cope with things, and so.、Um, The way wings show up is actually through your behaviors, and your a big、um, core idea of the enneagram is that your core number is not about your behaviors, but、right. about your motivations. Right. And so, you can tell if your motivations line up with the core number, then that's your number. But the way other people might see you, or like things you do that's visible,、mm-hmm. or like how you do things in a certain way or not, those will be manifested like. Either through your core type also,、mm-hmm. or by leaning on your wings, right?、Mm-hmm. Um, so, like a lot of my eight tendencies, I was never internally an eight.、Mm-hmm. It was just like I acted like an eight when I needed to、mm-hmm. to like maintain my own sanity or something like that. But always on the inside, I was still like in turmoil because、mm-hmm. it's like if I'm like arguing with someone or like something like that,、um, like my nineness is still like why、yeah. like I don't like this. I'm stressed,、yeah. right? Even though on the outside I might seem calm and like totally like collected and things like that, it'll be that's just the behavior, right? And so,、um, and one other thing is like typically as we go through life,、um, you you can very easily like switch wings, and、um, typically we start out leaning towards one wing and then we like gradually shift to the other wing at some point in our lives. Oh, that、so、we a, lean towards. There's a world out there where I might become. I know. A I'm like where I might become mean. Money. <laughs> Yeah, I feel like my wing has shifted already. Yeah. If I if I ref, if I were to reflect on it, I would say I feel like that.、Mm-hmm. Wow! Thank you for enlightening me right now in my mind. Yeah. If、uh, I was guessing or totally guessing,、um, I would say like at least half or more majority of people already shifted their wing、mm. when they went like from childhood to like past college and adulthood.、Um, oh, did you have the eight phase? Did I have an eight phase? Yeah, I don't think so. Well, he's in it right now. <laughs> oh right my god! Wow, before our eyes—that's <laughs> amazing.、Um, 
I'm going to kind of shift us to focus on each other a little as in you two, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, only because it sounds like you guys were able to navigate Enneagram together as a couple too, right? And so I, I am curious about that. But before we kind of go into that, before you knew a world of Enneagram, I'd be curious to know what attracted you guys to each other. Ooh. <laughs> we don't have that sound effect. No, but bound to go, wow. Okay. Sarah can go first. I can. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so actually Andrew and I go pretty like way back. Like, uh, Mm -hmm. we took a Bible study together in 2014. Okay. And when I first met him, he sat behind me, it was living life. And I thought he was really annoying and (laughs) aggressive. And he actually asked me to go grab lunch and we did. And then nothing happened after that, that cause I ghosted him. Um, (laughs) Mm -hmm. all these things. Yeah. And so when I saw him, I was like, I'm not going to date this dude. Nuh-uh. He's so aggressive. He's annoying. Uh-uh. But then um, I think it was like a couple years after that, he started shepherding. And I was like, whoa, why Why was he chosen as a shepherd? This guy was like the last person to be a shepherd. And then through um, just friends, we started hanging out more. I saw that he was a lot more selfless than he seemed to be on the outside. Because mm. I think when I met him, I saw a lot of his eight behaviors. <laughs> Sounds like you're right. And then I was like, oh, okay. Like My it's all coming together. Yeah, but I was like, wow, this guy's actually, actually a softy. And through that, we just got to know each other a lot more. And I saw how like even he treated his mom, how he like prioritized his house mm-hmm. church. And um, yeah, I think through that, I was able to see like the person that he really was through the communities that we were mm-hmm. a part of. Wow. <laughs> um, so it sounds like you fell in love with the nine, the true him. Huh? Yeah, it was it was weird because it for a while I didn't know who he was. I was like, this mm. guy like keeps going back and forth. And it was funny because of the whole contradicting right, aspect right, that right. we had talked about. But I think as we got to know each other more, um, it didn't I guess both of us didn't really realize like why we were the way that we were, like why our behaviors would be like manifested in certain ways until both of us read about the Enneagram. Mm. I don't know I'm if I may be speaking for you, but um, like even myself as like a three wing four, a lot of my four behaviors or like when I'm unhealthy, is that the right term? Going to like a nine, I mm. would ask myself like, th- that's also very contradicting mm-hmm. too. And so as we as we uh, navigated through the Enneagram together or as he would put those things in my ear, um, it made both of us realize much more about each other and like why we were the way that we were. Wow, that's helpful to know. What about you, Andrew? What attracted you? What attracted Sarah to you? Um, I always had like a list in my head of like qualities I was looking for as most people do. And, um, yeah, pretty much. (laughs) I think most of it, most of it was like, check, check, check. And like, I guess I'm not, I'm trying to think in Enneagram terms, but it wasn't, my list was not in Enneagram terms Mm -hmm. at all. And so it was just like, I wanted pretty much a big factor for me is I wanted someone that was capable Mm. and I didn't want, um, like a marriage or relationship that was like, kind of, I always had to, do things for her mm. like i didn't want like a helpless kind of you know stereotypical uh-huh. like, i didn't <laughs> want to, i wanted someone who could like take care of things themselves who mm. didn't need to be like handheld or babysat or like things in that nature because mm. um i also know myself and i'm more of like a slow moving type um mm. i think on things a lot and i like yeah don't get things done as quickly um so i always wanted like a wife or a partner that's like um, more like aggressively into like getting things done and taking care of things right so um, that's pretty much I think the main aside from like other common things but that's like one of the w- main like weird unique mm-hmm. things yeah, that I, I look like for that's very unique. Um, and hmm. you know what was funny is when he was praying about me he asked God to specifically make sure he doesn't have to initiate <laughs> <laughs> So, like, to go along with that trait. <laughs> um, so, Sarah, Sarah initiated. Yeah, so yeah, Sarah actually initiated. initiated the conversation to, like, 
you know, start dating. Mm, so after the ghosting, wow, exactly. God can make all things exactly. good. Oh, miracles. <laughs> yeah, that was just another sign of like, yeah. wow, this girl like knows what she wants yeah. and she can like, you know, get things done. So. Wow. That's, mm-hmm. I, I mean, just now that we are Enneagram talking, it's kind of cool that you guys, it was like the core of, of those types that actually spoke to you guys in, in mm-hmm. the partnership for mm-hmm. each other. Mm-hmm. Very cool. I was wondering, did the like flip side of that attract you to Andrew? Like someone who's more chill, <laughs> like not as much of a asking you know? for a friend. Uh, yeah. So I, I think when I had a crush on him, I didn't see that side as much. Oh. I guess, like even mm-hmm. though I was it's like pursuing, yeah. So like even though I was like seeing more of his nine side of like his selflessness he was still very much like an eight. So like yeah. even like the, like the singles retreat, the very first one that we mm-hmm. had at church, like mm-hmm. he, I heard he signed up every single one of his house church members, even against their will. And I was like, <laughs> Oh, I like mm. that. Like that's, that's the kind of leader I feel like I need in my life. Mm. But then he ended up not going. So <laughs> that's a different story. Yeah. Um, so then I guess that helps when it says like you're coming together now in marriage. Right. And, whether we have Enneagrams as a topic or not, but just in general, you know, you see more of each other in our human forms, in our comfort forms, right? And so what did that look like when now maybe there were some, oh, these are the tendencies I didn't know before and how did the Enneagram help you understand one another? Whereas maybe that wasn't the case early years or maybe it was. Um, how would you guys say you navigated through that understanding of one each other? Of one another, especially because you guys both have contradicting kind of mm-hmm. types, which is very, I want to listen now. <laughs> yeah. So that's actually a big reason we got into the Enneagram more mm-hmm. is because like it was very helpful early mm-hmm. on in our marriage. And like what year was was the Enneagram introduced into your marriage? Um, well, we were introduced to it like before we got married. Yeah, oh, so we were taking couple. it. It was oh. during premarital. Oh, okay, okay. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, so it was like, oh, okay, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. Um, but then, like, we didn't like get super, super right, into it right. until actually it was pretty much our first year of marriage. Mm-hmm. Um, and like that's when you're figuring out different mm-hmm. like lifestyles and different like tons of getting used to adjustments, right? And um, when we moved in together and like we were seeing each other all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Um, uh, laughter. <laughs> a lot of a lot of like it. personality differences definitely come <laughs> right, through right? right and so um i don't know how long after we got married but like within the first year for sure um we started looking into the enneagram because mm-hmm. we were so different and we would fight about like a lot of like non-important things you know mm-hmm. um so like one revelation that I'm sure like Sarah's also thinking about because it's like the main revelation mm. is our um, conflict resolution styles. Mm-hmm. And that's common to like the numbers. Mm-hmm. And so nines are in the withdrawing stance mm-hmm. and threes are in the assertive stance mm. or aggressive stance, um, which pretty much means like when there is a conflict, uh, nines tend to withdraw first and like think it over and like mull it over and like, and then come back and solve it right and then threes are kind of the opposite like when there's a conflict they're like we need to take care of this now before like doing anything else like we need to take care of it and so whenever there is even like tiny conflicts um i would like kind of retreat and be like i need to process it Mm. but sarah would be like why are like we're not we're not doing anything else until we figure this out now Mm. and like our styles are just so different like Mm. polar opposites Mm. so like I had, I couldn't even hide because we lived in like a one bedroom apartment. And so like, <laughs> <laughs> not this what? beautiful home we're in now. Of course, right? <laughs> exactly. And so um, it was like, and especially for a nine, I think one of the underlying reasons why we like withdraw is that we have better solutions and answers after we think it over. Mm. Um, but if Sarah was like, we need to figure this out now, then like the way I would react to it is not as mm. like good or healthy or positive. And mm. I just like, yell back at her or something or like, mm-hmm. you know, just not a good solution. Right. And then for Sarah, it was hard on her end to like have a conflict, but then like all this time is passing and she's wondering like what's going on. Yeah. Like, why aren't we dealing with this? 
and I'm like just kind of just like thinking it over or like I'm like doing the dishes while I'm like mad at her in my head or whatever and she's like what's going on like when are we going to talk about this and so we both had to kind of meet in the middle uh-huh. um, I know Sarah like definitely learned a lot to like give me space first mm. and then we can talk about it at a future time uh, a common technique I know married people use is like um, setting a time like talking about it that you will talk like yeah, talk about it yeah. right so like oh like let's discuss this mm-hmm. like in a few hours or something right um just so there's clarity but i think that's one of like the main enneagram help that we had mm-hmm. early on in our marriage yeah and i think also for me like one thing that really bugs me a lot is laziness mm. and when i see the house in disarray but andrew's like sitting on the couch and just laying there i would go up to him and be like, why are you being lazy? Like clean, can you clean the house or bring it up at that point? Mm. But I think now because we've learned so much about each other, like when I see him doing that for me now, I'm like, okay, he's resting. I need to give him that space. And if I ask him to clean while he's resting, then he's probably going to rest or be lazy even more. Mm. And so I think I see a lot of his behaviors and I can tell kind of where he is mentally and how he's doing And I'll try to navigate my conversations that way. When I'm also in a good place, I can do that. (laughs) (laughs) So when do you now think is, so you have like a set time where you talk to him about those things or like, what does that look like if it's not in the moment? Asking for a friend. (laughs) (laughs) I think one thing that actually helped us a lot was we would have like weekly date nights. Mm. We haven't done it in like, a while we would call them family nights and Mm -hmm. we would have a sit down conversation going through the same questions like Mm -hmm. what brought you joy this week what made you sad this week what could I be doing better for you and just creating that safe space Mm -hmm. has been really helpful so even though we may not be doing that on a regular basis now um, I can see like if he's resting and doing something that he's like trying to productively rejuvenate in his own way Um, because my resting and his resting look very different Mm -hmm. I'll see that and try not to bother him in that time because I know if I interject or interfere with that then it's not going to go anywhere Mm. yeah and I had to learn that the hard way during our I would say first two years of marriage Mm. Hmm. do you know my type Andrew because I want to start talking about it but (laughs) I don't I, I would like to know though I was thinking the same thing Well, as our faithful followers know, my husband is a nine wing eight, which is why I wanted to get to know Andrew because I want to get to know my (laughs) husband's mind a little, even though everyone has their own, you know, like types and journeys and whatnot. It was just like helpful to learn more about like the inner thoughts or especially because you're a Negro master, right? So Mm -hmm. like it would be really helpful to understand a little more and, but right before this, we took the Enneagram test in our house church and he freaking got a three he got like he got more nine by like a few percentage Mm -hmm. but the test that we took which i do like this one um it's your enneagram coach but it just i liked how it narrowed the choices but it said because of his choices towards the end Uh he's actually a three (laughs) now it's like so confusing because he's like oh well yeah like this could be like me too which i know nines when they're healthy could Uh be a three Uh um and so i was like well when you are healthy i see you as a three but i really see you as a nine but now he's like convinced he's maybe a three (laughs) and so now i feel like you know why are we now he can listen to this and hear sarah and then hear you and then decide (laughs) which one he is (laughs) okay matt you got a lot of (laughs) reflection to do um but yeah so that's him and i am a two wing Mm. three but i have a very strong wing three but like my two is like it's like a hundred, oh. not like a hundred percent, but it's pretty. Two and three were my first two guesses, actually. Oh, wow. Why? We'll never know if that's what you really, why? Uh-huh. Yeah, why? <laughs> why? I'm curious. When you were talking about your your son. Oh, what? oh okay. It yeah, was very okay, brief, okay, but yeah, it, was yeah, just, yeah, yeah. it was just a guess. Yeah. yeah. Um. So then I, I was excited because I know like, I would just to learn more from like a three part of Sarah's just because that is a heavy part, even though I know my core is 100% like a two. Um, so it, it helps me resonate with like things when we first got together and like we'd have a, a 
fight of some sort and then I would go like do the laundry and he would <laughs> be sleeping and I'd be like how dare you sleep in front of me I was like oh my gosh like I just like poured out my feelings and you're sleeping in front. you know I was like oh my gosh what is going on but also like I don't think he knew why he was sleeping sometime mm-hmm. and so like it's hard because I want to understand him and I think that's like the two part of me. Like I really want to just like get him more mm-hmm. so that then I can approach him better but I couldn't get him more because I don't, you, there's not the reflection. I, I love him. We're doing great. But like, you know what I'm saying? Uh-huh, so, uh-huh. so it's very curious, like how that works. And like, obviously mm. not wanting to also like in the moment, I'll be like, okay, well, why is this happening? Or, you know, and like, obviously learning about a nine is that that doesn't help them when they are in that state. And I think he's still a nine, but I'll let him decide that on his own for sure. Um, but yeah, so I thought that was interesting to kind of like hear. I'm like 98% sure he's a nine. <laughs> right? And he has, a, and I'm pretty sure his, his eight, like when he took a different test, it was like his nine and eight and then seven were really high. So mm. I think he's a really strong nine wing eight that uh, like resonates with all the other ones, right? <laughs> so like strong, when you guys were talking like, about that, like resonating with all of them, I was like, that's why he just, he chose three, which, which I see. And I would love it if he mm-hmm. is a healthy three as a nine, but I yep. think he's a nine and um, yeah. But then I, it was interesting when I was listening is like when you're unhealthy, it goes to a nine. So then that must be also difficult in the beginning stages of when you guys were learning that like conflict resolution, just because for you that reflected traits that were not healthy versus for Andrew, that would be a healthy state mm-hmm. of a nine when he was in certain places of rest or whatnot. So I exactly. thought that was like mm-hmm. very interesting, which I mean, I'm sure pe- couples can figure that out on their own in other ways, but like the Enneagram helps you understand that part so just to clarify one thing so like i don't know if we said this or all your listeners already know but um there's like stress numbers and security numbers and one is like a number that you move to Mm -hmm. when you're stressed and another is a number you move to when you're secure Mm -hmm. um or like insecurity and this kind of like your wings it's also like mostly behavioral Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. so like how you behave and things you do um and for nine myself when I'm in stress, I move to three or sorry, six. Sorry. When I'm in security, I move to three. Mm-hmm. So like when I'm in a good place or things like that are growing, um, I'll behave more and more like a three, mm. which annoys Sarah a lot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't she, like she it. sees like, oh, is this is this how I am to Andrew? Yeah. All the time? <laughs> I see so much of myself and I'm like, ew, what is that? <laughs> yeah. And then when Sarah is in stress, she moves to nine mm-hmm. as a three. Mm-hmm. Um, so we just happen to like share that line, like where mm-hmm. we become each other mm-hmm. throughout different stages and things like that. And, um, like obviously when she's stressed as a nine and I see her as like, oh, she's being like lazy and unproductive and like, I can tell kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so that's just to clarify that. Yeah, no, that's helpful. We like try to barely touch on it. So yeah. I think now that we have more examples of different people and then it can become more of a understanding since the Enneagram is so complex. So thank you for that. What about the other parts? So when you're unhealthy, like what have Mm -hmm. you seen about yourself when you move into that line versus you, Sarah? Um, I guess like when I'm unhealthy, well, okay. So there's like kind of two scales. There's like healthy and unhealthy within the number. Mm -hmm. So like a healthy nine and an unhealthy nine. Mm -hmm. But then there's also like in stress and security is when you like kind of make the move to a different type mm-hmm. of behavior. Mm-hmm. Um, so like when I'm in stress is when I'll move to six. It's, th- it's like the three, six, nine triangle mm-hmm. um, where like if you're on the three, six, nine triangle, you frequently become like the other two numbers in the three, six, nine triangle. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, so she would move to a six for her healthy. Exactly. Oh, you would sure. Oh, exactly. Oh, I so see. three, six and nine are kind of like on their own little separate world in the Enneagram. Mm-hmm. And since we're like a married couple and we're both on the 369 yeah. triangle, it's, it's very, <laughs> wow. very, uh, very fun. What are the odds? <laughs> it's fun, it's yeah. fun because the other married couple in our house church too, they're also on the 369 mm. scale. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> Edward's a mm-hmm. six and Iris is a nine. nine. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. So do, do you guys like empathize with each other a lot? Or oh, yeah. <laughs> All the time. Edward and I can relate on so many things. <laughs> Because especially because you also thought you were potentially a six at one or just we, in general. Because we you guys are late to the nine. because we're married to nine. You're late. 
Relate. Relate. Oh, I relate. think you're late because you're married to Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> no. Maybe sometimes, but not all the time. <laughs> when you guys are in like your moments of stress, mm-hmm. what are the things that cue you to be like, oh, I'm stressed out right now? And then what are the ways that you cope with that? Like, how do you get yourself mm. out of that? Um, I think in general, at least this is how I see it. In general, there isn't really like a cue. Mm. that's like says like i'm in a stressed mode Mm. um typically especially when you're in stress you're not as aware um of like the differences in your behavior Mm. um other people might see it but obviously like other people don't want to be like hey like you're stressed because you're like this right Mm. and like telling you how you are kind of thing (laughs) well sarah loves to say stuff like that (laughs) i call it out all the time i'm like what's wrong with you (laughs) um and like uh i guess inherently in the stress like when you move to a number in stress naturally you move to like the negative or like the less healthy side of that number and so you're not really like oh like i'm growing and becoming a better person all these things you're kind of just trying to deal with whatever you're stressed about right and so you're you're already preoccupied and so it's it's more rare to realize it in that moment but um actually the goal is like when you're in your stress number um to realize it and that's how you like get back Mm. to not being in your stress number Mm -hmm. because uh, i think the general wisdom is that like we all need our stress numbers behaviors in order to make it through life it's Mm. like it's -hmm. things that we normally don't do or behave in those ways that like when we are stressed like we need to rely on those um, personality traits in order to like Mm. get what we need right so so i think the way one of the enneagram master people described it was you fall into the place that your body's like crying for help so it's like a physical indicator that shows your loved ones that you're in need of help Mm. so for me when i become a nine it's actually very apparent like it's very obvious Mm -hmm. because Mm. after like coming home from work i'll like go to bed or Mm. just like lay Mm. in bed doing nothing for hours and that's very unlike me Mm because usually like i hate i hated naps Mm -hmm. and like i thought naps were like the biggest waste of time but like the past two years i've been napping so much like during Mm -hmm. covid and then during like the whole time my dad was sick Mm -hmm. like that was just where I would go to every day was like, Mm. I would just be in bed. And that's when Andrew would be like, chop, chop, you've been lazy, time to get out of bed Mm. and like, let's Mm -hmm. go do something and things like that, which has been really helpful. But I don't think if it weren't for the Enneagram, I wouldn't know why I was falling into that place. Mm -hmm. So most of my life, like when I'm in those, um, sorry, I keep saying unhealthy, but it's stressed, right? Mm. Stressed. When I'm stressed, I would become so lazy to like a very like a very negative side of nine Mm. and I would go into like a true identity crisis I'm like who am I I'm like Mm. this go-getter initiative busy type of person but like why am I laying here and can't do anything I'm like crippled by it and so I think Enneagram helped me a lot in that way and for Andrew because he is so good at like challenging me and helping me like kind of get out of those states he has no issues letting or like telling me like hey you've been in a bad place lately mm. <laughs> like realize it and so i'm like oh okay <laughs> <laughs> that's really good when the buy the buy-in i don't know of the enneagram is together in in a mm-hmm. marriage mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> because then like you can help you know like really understand those things and then mm-hmm. and then be called to be the challenger to each other in those times when it's necessary. So mm-hmm. yeah, I'm glad you do that and yeah. vice versa. It sounds like y'all are both good at that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I, I think I try. So like I can tell when Andrew's stressed, it's mostly because he has like 80 things on his to-do list mm-hmm. and he can't get any of them done because he's so crippled by the fact that he has so much to do. Mm-hmm. For me, it's like, just just do them like this one will take two minutes just do it and start checking things off Mm -hmm. but for him when i see him stress it's like okay how can i help you get some things done because that's generally i feel like it's like the common denominator every time you're in this like very stressed like negative place it's because you have a million things to do Mm -hmm. typically yeah (laughs) 
So I'm like, hey, let's let's get you a planner and like write out the things you have to do. And he's like, no. <laughs> <laughs> do you do you like have a plan or do you like write notes or like I, have a planner and stuff? Yeah, I I am oh, a heavy okay. task manager. -er. Okay. I guess so. I have like reminders lists and like okay. to do lists, multiple different apps at the mm. same time, <laughs> all with thousands of badges. Okay, not thousands, but you know, it feels mm. like thousands of badges. You know, just mm. nagging at me, mm. telling me to do things. Got so it. Yeah. that sounds so stressful to me. It is stressful. I would see that list and be like, I don't know what to do with this. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, because like Matt never took notes in med school, and he. Wow. <laughs> really? So in at med school, yeah, I'm not even wow. lying and so like i just was baffled by his studying method i'm so i'm just curious like where that part comes <laughs> from because like <laughs> i'm the opposite like i'm too many notes right and so it's like probably ineffective sometimes mm -hmm. but i was just curious and like with like reminders or things i like have all these things that i like write down to remember but like he just remembers and what he doesn't remember well, <laughs> so i was just curious if that's uh you know i'm just trying to learn but yeah <laughs> some things are personalities too just uh, one clarification earlier. So like when we <laughs> say the word stress, uh -huh. like when you move to a different number in stress, it's not like the typical like like headache, I'm stressed kind of <laughs> definition of the word mm -hmm. stress. It's mm -hmm. like it's really hard to describe it like in one sentence, but it's kind of like your life is in stress mm -hmm. or like your personality is in stress. It's mm -hmm. not you are stressed. Mm -hmm. Like yes. that's very different because you can be stressed in, in your number, mm -hmm. which is more common. Just because you're stressed doesn't make you like move to your stress right. number. And you can be stressed or you can be num whatever you just said mm -hmm. with certain relationships too. It doesn't mm -hmm. have to be like with everyone. I don't know if that makes sense. Like I feel like I yeah. see my stress line eight mm -hmm. a lot in particular relationships, but not always. But yeah. I think that's, I don't know, that's something I had re realized lately. Mm -hmm. so, and then it helps me pinpoint which of, especially being like a two and relationship oriented, like then I try to think about like, oh, why is this this way or whatnot? Um, mm -hmm. Yes. Thank you for clarifying. <laughs> but I just jumbled back. Man, I really do love the Enneagram because it reveals your inner desires, even if your type might seem so surprising to others on the outside. We hope you enjoyed listening to Sarah and Andrew share their reflection and journey towards using the Enneagram in self-discovery and also together in marriage. I know I was already getting served with so much wisdom in how to continue using this in my own life. Our conversation with them was so fun that it lasted for nearly two hours. So stay tuned for part two with Fresh Ears, where we hear more about how they were able to use the Enneagram relationally with others as a couple together. Trust me, the discussion gets even better. So see you soon.